Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. I am Dr. Nandor Fodor, the world's foremost parapsychologist. I am not a skeptic. This is the strangest case I have ever encountered. A family living in a farmhouse claim a talking mongoose lives in their barn. The creature's name is Jeff. What do you think about them? A talking mongoose. The Irving family are peculiar. Did you observe this creature? No. No. I did hear it. We are going to the Isle of Man. I have almost 20 years of research in this field. You're here to see Jeff. Is the creature here? Well, because we can't see him, doesn't mean he ain't here. I see. The daughter is a ventriloquist. Dr. Photo has a tremendous skepticism. Indeed. This is an inexplicable force. And say the wee rascal's probably watching us right now. Everybody on this island has their Jeff story. Tell me yours. You and I both know. There ain't no Jeff. Can you tell him to come out so we can see him? Is that him there? What is the Irving's motive? They don't strike me as con artists. We hear with our eyes as much as we do our ears. These people are lying. I think he exists. I'm certain of it. Just show yourself. I mean you no harm. Please. Jeff! Just show me that you're real. Dr. Fodor, there's a call for you. Just from him. Hello? Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 554. Releasing September 19 on digital is Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose, a dramatic comedy based on true events in which famed parapsychologist Nandor Fodor travelled to the Isle of Man to investigate the peculiar case of a talking mongoose named Jeff. Starring Simon Pegg, Minnie Driver and Christopher Lloyd, Nandor Thodor in The Talking Mongoose is a fascinating exploration of belief, mortality, and purpose. And joining me now is the film's director and writer, Adam Segal. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Congratulations on 554 episodes. That's great, man. Well, congratulations to you on the movie. Last time I spoke to you was uh, in regards to Chariot, and that was way back in episode, I think, number 400-something. Oh, wow. Um, I like it. Yeah. So we've both been very busy in that time. Yes, um, sir. What's been what's really in- interesting about this movie is that, you know, history has 
so many stories about strange and supernatural occurrences. I never heard of anything like a talking mongoose before. I'm curious in regards to yourself, what is it about this story that really spoke to you as a, as a filmmaker, something that you really wanted to just dig your creative hands into and kind of explore? Because it's not only is it a fascinating story, but it's a story that even though it's about a talking mongoose, it's one that's profoundly human in its spirit and in its in, in yeah. so many uh, other essential ways. I'm just curious about what was it about it that spoke to you in, in, in regards to that? Yeah, I mean, partly the strangeness of it and just like the the a talking mongoose, like what? And, and the aspects of it that are just so inexplicable are what appealed to me and just so baffling and frankly unnecessary um you know if, if you i've obviously done the deepest of deep dives into this whole story and i heard about it about 10 years ago and didn't i knew i wanted to write about it but i didn't have kind of the framework until i sort of peripherally witnessed a very strange sort of religious occurrence happened with someone that I knew. And that was when I kind of married the narrative. But the aspect of this story in particular that fascinated me was just the pointlessness of it. But but the pointlessness that this family, to the, till their dying days, espoused that this was true. And it was clearly not. I mean, if you look at it from a from a you know a logical perspective, everyone who went out there said, "Okay, wait a minute, this is BS." But but you know they would sue anyone who said that they were lying, and they were they espoused it again, like just fervently at for and and they never once finally admitted that it was a hoax. So there's a great line in the movie. I think it's one of my favorite lines I've heard this year, uh, where one of the characters says, "We hear with our eyes as much as we do with our um, ears," and I think that's a really potent kind of like to the whole kind of like story of of Jeff the talking mongoose and and these characters, you know, that have and these people that uh, engage, I guess you could say, with him. In that, a lot of times our belief is. Uh, sorry, so a lot of times our perception of the world is as much framed by our beliefs as it is the other way around. And I think that's and that's a really kind of incredible thing. I remember one time I spoke to a documentarian. He did a um uh, a documentary about a neurologist and like his whole whole purpose of his life is to delve into what is it about our beliefs that um that that kind of change our world. I mean, you can have two people look at the same thing and they might see the same thing, but they might take two different things about the same thing by who they are based on the culture, how they're yeah. raised, yeah. religious beliefs, etc. Um, what do you think that when it came to the, the case of Jeff, that there was, it was that kind of thing happening where people were kind of like projecting their own insecurities, their own faiths and everything Absolutely. else onto this, this creature in a certain way? And do you think us as audiences are going to do the same view of film as well? Yeah, you know, in some ways, there's almost like a culty aspect to it. Like you, mm. you are, you're interesting if you're seeing this mongoose. You're you're one of the the elite. You're one of the people who have encountered Jeff the mongoose, and and I think that that probably explains a lot of it. Is especially at the time that it took place, obviously long before social media and all that kind of stuff. You know, it made you interesting. It was like, yeah, my neighbor's got a talking mongoose that lives in his walls, and I saw him, and I met him, and his name's Jeff, and he, you know, whatever he, he insulted my sister. You know, like I think that that definitely created sort of an odd like desire to believe in some ways. And what's funny about that line, you know, about you know, we we hear with our eyes as much as our ears. That's true. And not even from a from a forget the philosophy it, from a scientific perspective, we actually sound doesn't come from anywhere. 
It's it, it doesn't like it, it's not directional. You know what I'm saying? Like if something is sound is is a is a wave that you you hear it and it's either louder or softer. That's it. It only has that modality. It doesn't actually come from a certain direction like light. It's different. And so a lot of where a sound comes from is where we look at it. And so that fascinated me to think with that concept. And then obviously I did think about it with pers- the perspective, as you said, of like how we believe we see what we want to see a lot of times and believe what we, and, and it is heavily impacted by our beliefs. And like you said, two people can look at the same thing and see something completely different because they just refuse. And and, and I think that like, it's one of the most difficult things in the world to just look at something or someone for exactly what it is and just acknowledge it for exactly what it is. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you love. Please support Matt's Movie Reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. I'm a Catholic, I go to Mass, and there's throughout the whole Mass, there are three words that always stick with me um, whenever I, I leave church, and it happens during um, uh, the Eucharist. The priest ho- holds up the host and he says, um, the mystery of faith. Um, and I always, I always love hearing that, the mystery of faith. In one way, there's something, of course, mysterious about it, but there's something kind of, I don't know, consoling about it as well. There's something that you can live in it. There's something that you can take away from that as well. When it came to the mystery of faith, when it came to the story of Jeff and other stories similar to that, what is it about the mystery of faith that speaks to you as, as a filmmaker? Because not only is, are you talking about faith in this movie, in a certain context, but you're talking about how faith kind of like um, deal, deals with more uh, mortality as well and, yeah. and purpose the, in life what, as well. What fascinates me the most about faith is its relationship with happiness and peace, mm. because I am the opposite. I'm not a Catholic. I'm, I'm a, what I would call a spiritual atheist where mm. my general philosophy is that I think that there's, you know, more than this, you know, but I don't know what it is. And I'm okay with that. So I don't know if it's agnosticism or whatever it is, but it, but I'm not, I don't subscribe to a particular faith because I've never had that like definitive moment where something was proven to me. And, but with that said, that doesn't necessarily give me comfort. doesn't make me happy. Like, like I, I use this very sort of broad kind of silly example of like, okay, like you, as a Catholic, believe or assume that that you're going to go to heaven essentially, you know, when you die. I want I nothing would make me happier than to believe that. I mean, I've lost people very close to me even recently, and I would love to believe that. And I just can't. It's just something about it. The rational aspect of my mind won't be quiet and will allow me to believe that. But that doesn't contribute to my happiness. I don't sleep better at night not believing that. And so that's what fascinates me about faith is if I view faith as humans almost tricking themselves into believing something that can't necessarily be proven, I don't 
necessarily think it's a bad thing because if if the ultimate goal of humans is to be happy and that helps I, you know like maybe that's an answer that i just haven't quite found for myself yet i wanted to talk about when jeff jeff speaks in the movie um he speaks in riddles in poems in proclamations yeah. When it came to doing the dialogue for Jeff, what do you draw from to when when creating, you know, the, the way that he speaks and how he how he speaks to people? Well, a lot of that is from actual documentation. So a lot of that is from the notes of Dr. Harry Price and Dr. Fodor and people who investigated Jeff. So a lot of those are taken directly from what you know really quote unquote happened. And so when I looked at a lot of the stuff that these notes of things that Jeff had said, quote unquote, like I started to develop this sense of Jeff as a very (laughs) eloquent, well-read mongoose, you know? And so the stuff that I wrote for Jeff, I tried to maintain that sort of very learned perspective. And he quotes Lovecraft and he, you know, has some very, uh, just poignant questions and observations about, like you said, life and death and faith and all these things. And so I, so I kind of tried to mix it with the, the real quote unquote, you know, stuff that Jeff had said. Jeff was not uh, above using technology to put, put his point across. He, at one point he actually phones uh, Nandor photo in, in the photo in the movie. If yeah. Jeff was around today, do you think Jeff would have a Twitter account? Jeff does have a Twitter account. Oh, interesting. Yes, you could go and Jeff does have a Twitter. He had it before I even made this movie. So yeah, he's he's definitely active on social media to an extent. Um, He does have a Twitter account. I mean, I think Jeff would be a TikTok star if he was around today. I think think he's interesting enough that that the kids would like him. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm just imagining him doing one of those kind of, um, what's that, what's that, um, uh, Fashion store in that the Kardashians did um, uh, uh, advertise it for Balenciaga or something like that. Oh, um, Balenciaga! Yeah, yeah imagine sure. him doing that. Yeah, campaign for, yeah. Influence, influence. I for could him, be yeah. Jeff could become an influencer. I think he develops a cocaine habit. He he marries a you know a model. They divorce. He's got you know some Jeff kids. I could see his. I I could see Jeff in modern society today. I think that's probably his path. Yeah, he gets sober. Who releases autobiography? Becomes a movie star. Yeah, himself. he starts like a cult. He he embraces his own sort of like he goes back to his roots. He starts wearing a white robe like Jared Leto. He starts a cult, the cult of Jeff, back on the Isle of Man. I th- I think this could be the sequel, actually. Yeah, Netflix do a four part series on him. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely, <laughs> the Jeff story. Yeah, the Jeff story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final question: In this movie, there's a part at the end where um, Simon Pegg's character of Nandor talks about why we write why do we do the things we are as human beings why do we communicate in the way that we do as opposed to other species here and it may be kind of reflect as a why do i do the things that i do and why i cannot tell it through words oddly enough i can say it through feeling you know why is it that we write it's something that's within me that i need to express myself whether it be in a review or in a writing something in my kid's birthday card it's, just, it's the same type of exploration when it comes to yourself adam um, why do you write? Why do you think that you kind of will need to express yourself in this kind of way? Why is it that filmmaking and screenwriting and writing in particular is your way to kind of express the things that you want to say uh, to the world? You know, 
I think there's a couple of reasons. I feel like I have probably learned more and been more deeply impacted by books and film than any other quality in my life. I would say that my personality and my life and my decisions have been shaped more by films and books and everything than anything else, as sad as that may be. And so I understand and respect the, their power. I understand the <clears throat> the ability of a, a film in particular to change somebody's mind. And, and I have no motive with regard to what I want people to think. I'm not that filmmaker. I don't make movies to try to push a certain narrative or something. I just want people to open their minds a little bit and be willing to consider cultures or concepts or whatever that they may not otherwise. And so I think that's probably my biggest reason is just to to make people think, you know, and feel a bit because I've also felt more deeply in in movies and you know, like I emo- movies can e- evoke real emotions in me, you know, and that's what I want to do for others to an extent. So for everyone out there listening, September 19 Open your hearts, open your minds, open your soul to the book of Jeff, mm-hmm. Nand El Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. I really recommend people check this film out because not only is it a film that that touches a little a lot of uh subjects that are really kind of um intimate to us as a human condition, but it's also a beautifully made film as well. The photography, the production design, the locations, yeah. and the performances as well from a Incredible really terrific, ter- terrific um cast in Adam Segal. I want to thank you so very much for your time today. Great talk to you again. Just like Chariot beforehand, this film really made me reflect and made me think, and I can't, I, I can only appreciate that so much. And I thank you so much for your time, and best of luck with the film's uh, digital release. Thanks for having me on again, man. Take it easy.